Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Thomas and Caballeros. And welcome to another edition of Leave It in the Ring. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Montoya, and joining me from the road, uh, where he's making the Central Valley great again, is uh, our co-host and founder, David Duenas. Dave, are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? I can. I can. Am I I loud and clear? (laughs) You're pretty, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we may have to change some words and walk some things back tomorrow, but uh, right now you're you're definitely coming in clear. Um, We didn't get a chance... Oops, sorry to cut you off. I, you take the reins, Dave. You're the you're the lead host. I'm just uh, the guy running the board. <laughs> no, no. I said I'm just glad that we're able to get on. I mean, um, you know, when you told me, hey, let's do a show really quick to do uh, to talk about the weekend fights because we didn't have a chance to cover it on uh, this past Monday on leaving the ring. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, I am working, so as troopers that we are, as we are, here we are to do this. Uh, to do the show, two thirty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, uh, you know, most people know you and I are working stiff. So sometimes we can only do a show for an hour. We got stuff to do in the evening, uh, and so uh, you know, we we kept it to the, uh, more of a review show on Monday. And so we're going to do about you know thirty minutes to an hour, kind of breaking down this weekend's fights because we got a lot of, we got several fights here that uh, you know that I definitely want to talk about. Three in particular I can think of. Um, the uh, Jaime Mungia versus Liam Smith over on HBO uh, from the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, and it's on HBO. You don't have to figure out your phone and, uh, you know, just figure out how to get the app to play on your TV. Uh, and right. uh, another great fight on that card is uh, Alberto Machado versus Rafael Mensa of uh, Aquagana, uh, super featherweight in action for 12 rounds. And then over um, in Moscow, Russia, uh, where Dave is originally from, uh, we have Oleksandr Usyk versus Murat Gassia for cruiserweights in action. Uh, and uh, Cecilia Brockes versus Inna Sagadekovska. Yeah, uh, totally jacked that nickname up. Uh, that's because I'm a Russian sleeper agent. Uh, we probably won't get into that fight as much, but uh, I really want to talk Usyk Gassia, uh, Mujia Smith, and Machado versus Mensa. Um, Dave, what are your thoughts? We want to start with Mujia Smith? Yeah. Yeah, let's definitely start with that. You know, um, as we know, uh, Jaime Miguel came out of you know he didn't come out of nowhere. You know, I mean, he made a statement fighting uh, Ali, but how much of a statement really was it? You know, um, Saddam Ali had a win over Miguel Cotto. Miguel Cotto obviously was at the tail end of his career. He's been in a lot of wars. Uh, they figured, let's make a guy move up to 154. 
originally was a smaller guy, but kind of showed that he was very comfortable at that weight. He was more mobile. Um, his speed didn't deteriorate or anything like that. So he had the upper hand against Miguel Cotto. Now, goes in with, uh, with Jaime, uh, we saw a completely different fight, different match, different fighter in there. He was outgunned. He was outsized. He was walked down. And uh, he couldn't handle the volume of punches that were coming from the, from the Mexican. The thing is, to me now, is to see how good he is. Now he's fighting a guy that really is 154, a guy that did give some rounds to uh, who a lot of us consider the second best middleweight of the world, uh, Canelo uh, Alvarez. I'm curious to see if, if he's able to still bring that intensity. Is he still able to bring that volume of, of like, of, of punching that he they kind of de- demonstrated uh, the last time we saw him out with Saddam Ali. That's that's what I'm more curious. Um, I kind of expect them to win, but the thing the thing that I that I that I'm not quite certain yet, Gabriel, and I don't know what you think about this, is that Lim Smith notes has kind of shown he can go to the body. He also shows that he can kind of be comfortable and 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 really work the ring when he needs to. Uh, Canelo Alvarez had to figure him out. I don't know if Jaime could figure him out because we've only seen kind of a one-track mode of the kids so far because we've only seen them really on the big stage on HBO, uh, which was against uh, Salam Ali. So I think there's just still questions there. No, everybody's really hyped about him, and now there's a you know they're calling the Mexican machine gun, um, which I don't really see um, of him because yeah, I don't really he's not, that he doesn't have that at speed. All. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit him at all, man. I was like, Mexican machine gun. Okay, but anyways, um, to me, he's a shotgun. You know, he's going to throw big, heavy shots. Um, he's going to throw it wherever it lands, and whatever damage he's, he can create, he's going to take. It's really up to Smith. How, much, how many miles does Smith have? That's what I'm curious about. Smith, how many miles does he have on him? Um, is he going to be able to take on the onslaught of, of Maguire? I don't know. Those things are going to be answered. I think, to me, it's a very interesting title defense fight for the Mexican kid. So I think we're going to have a real good fight, and we're going to really find out uh, how good this kid is. Is the, is the hype real? Yeah, I'm I'm very curious about this fight. I mean, I, you know, Liam Smith I think is a is a solid uh fighter. He's 29 years old. I I'm not going to exactly call him a journeyman. Um, you know, he he picked up a title that uh, got lifted by uh Alvarez and you know, he defended it a few times. Um uh, so uh, successfully I believe twice. Um uh, maybe three times and and uh, then he loses it to Canelo Alvarez uh, and gets stopped. Um you know, I, I just think that you know, then you get a you know a get back win against a two and thirty seven and one uh, Marian uh, Kuzaku uh, over there in Barcelona uh, gets a points win over him, and then goes back to back tough fights with Liam Williams. Uh, and they're action packed fights, but he pulls out a majority decision against a guy that you know had uh, he was like he's now like seventeen two and one twelve KOs. He's been stopped once. Um, you know, uh, to me, it's like when you're going back to back against a guy like that, not a heavy hitter, but, you know, kind of uh, almost like a mirror image, uh, a little bit mobile. It's got all the punches, you know, technically sound guy, but he's also a little bit there to be hit at times. Um, I just think this is a this is a great fight for uh, Mungia that, that he's going to he's going to be able to get some uh, some rounds. 
um, uh, he's going to be able to uh, get some of that experience that that uh, Liam Smith has. You know, uh, Liam Smith comes into this fight 26 wins, one loss, uh, one draw with 14 KOs. So uh, he's you know he's five nine and a half uh, to uh, Munjia's six foot. He's a big kid. Uh, and, you know, I think what happened to Saddam Ali and, you know, and, and with Koda was kind of those guys that always played with weights that were, you know, Koda was always a bit of a tweener. Saddam Ali is a little bit of a tweener, found the right matchup at, at that weight, looked good, but then ran into a kid who's probably going to end up, you know, at 160 pounds sooner rather than later. Uh, so I think, you know, 29 and 0, uh, 25 KOs for Mungia. I think that the, the, this guy, he's going he's gonna to beat up Smith. Uh, we'll find out if he's world class, if he's able to stop him, you know, maybe get get him to a stoppage on cuts uh, or, you know, able to put him down and, and get him out of there. Uh, I agree with you. He, he reminds me a little more of like a Margarito type. I, I wouldn't call him a machine gun. Machine guns are rapid fire. This kid is more like a sledgehammer, uh, like a shotgun, the way you said. He can get you out of there from either side, either hand. Um, so we're going to find out, can he cut off the ring against a mobile smith? Um, who's you know hoping to get to that next or get back to the top level and, and become a player of the talent rich uh, and big bout uh, potential of you know 154. Uh, I'm going with uh, with Jaime. I think that uh, the kid's a real deal. I, I don't think I, I always beware when people jump on the hype train. You know, um, right? Uh, Felix Verdejo, the future. Uh, you know, uh, Lucas Batiste, the machine, and now Jaime, the you know machine gun Mungia. You start giving the guy nicknames and jumping him on uh, on fights where you know jumping on the bandwagon after fights that really you know maybe we didn't know much about him at the top level, uh, but people didn't think much of Saddam Ali. Thought he was kind of chinny. Thought that maybe the Cotto win was a fluke, getting a guy at the end of his career. Literally, uh, he retired in the next fight. Um, but I think the kid's got class. I think he's a, a you know a strong fighter and a good fighter. Um, you know I don't think that Liam Smith is the guy that's going to exploit or find. Uh, that chink in the armor. So I'm, I'm going with Mungia with late stoppage or a uh, clear decision. You know, matchmaking is everything in boxing. And obviously uh, with Mungia, that's why they went after uh, Liam Smith. He is, the, he is the appropriate guy for a title defense because, you know, no matter what, uh, Liam Smith has shown he can, he can make your guy work. He can make him try to find you. But at the end of the day, He's there as an opponent. You know, Robert Algazar, who's the trainer, is a very good, uh, good trainer. Uh, he doesn't really get the, uh, uh, the praise that he should get. Um, but, so I expect uh, some, some cut off to the ring to make the ring a little bit smaller. I expect to, to have the volume. Um, I don't expect the head movement. I, I expect a Smith to have his moments. But the moments that are going to pass because the kid's going to be able to walk through it and cut off the ring and and show up uh, show exactly why some folks are on the excuse me they're on the train. Um, if I had to give him a nickname, if I had to give him a label at the moment, it would be if he does stop Layman Smith, which I think he's going to be able to do in the mid rounds. Um, my label for him, my nickname for him, Gable, would be uh, Jaime Bazooka Morgia. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Well, we'll see. You know, I, I want to see him, uh, see if he's able to, you know, get Smith out of there. That's when we find out he's at the top level because, you know, Saddam Ali, like I said, even at the lower weight, and maybe that was because he was making weight, was considered to be a chinny guy. So stopping a chinny guy, it's like, well, 
let's see him against somebody that that seems a little more durable, that that does go some rounds. And I think that's I tell you what, if the kid keeps if the kid keeps winning in that type of fashion, then obviously they have found somebody that can move up to 160 and really, really honestly um, have another favor, a Mexican favor to, to bring an audience. Because the style that he brings fight fans from all around the world. You don't have to be Mexican. You fall in love with that type of a ballsy type of style. Come forward, take shots to land one big punch. You know, that's been the Julio Cesar uh, uh, model. And fight fans from across the globe love that. They, 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 they embrace that. They want that. They're very thirsty for it. So I, know, I understand why the wagon is being overloaded right now with fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, I'm not, uh, I just don't know if the nickname fits, but, uh, and I think people <laughs> that are projecting him to, to beat a bunch of people, let's see, you know, everybody gets so excited, like the Teofimo Lopez, the takeover, and everybody's so excited. And that's, you know, that's top rank's job is to be excited about their fighters. But everyone else is like, let's see him fight somebody that is actually supposed to give him some resistance, uh, that maybe has some, some speed and power. Uh, or you know a lot of you know heavy power, something that's going to really really test the guy. Um, you know, I mean, he got tested because he injured his right hand, Lopez. But uh, uh, you know, let's let's see him actually beat you know a world beater. Let's see him at that next level before we like, oh my God, this guy is for real. You know, I mean, people were saying that about uh, Verdejo. I wasn't. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and look how look how things went. I want him to be so. for real though. I I honestly want I do to too. be for real style. But, but but I want but I'm realistic because you beat Saddam Ali, you know, which you look like it looked like a man chasing a child. So that doesn't tell me much. When you beat a guy, like you said, as a twinner in, in, in divisions, that doesn't tell me much. I need you to fight somebody equally your size and your weight, somebody that actually made that weight, somebody that's fought in that weight for more than six months. You know, before I can get on the wagon, before I turn in my ticket, I need those things answered. Agreed. Yeah, I, I want. Yeah, you got to ask some more questions. Uh, we got about another fifteen minutes to go here. It's, um, what's your pick? I, I, like I said, I think Jaime Maguia stops him in mid rounds. That's solid. Let's uh, jump to uh, crushing fashion. Yep. Damn. Uh, Alberto Machado. Uh, 19 and 0, 16 KOs, uh, no losses, no draws. Uh, his box rec picture looks a little bit like me with a goatee, uh, but he hails from <laughs> uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico, uh, and uh, he's uh, 27 years old, 5'10", a southpaw with a 72-inch reach. Um, you know, everybody got to know him. You know, fight fans knew who he was, but really uh, arrived on that world stage when he stopped Jezreel Corrales uh, back in uh, October. Uh, picked up the vacant WBA uh, World Super Featherweight title. Uh, it was really just a hell of a performance, and, and it really announced that this kid is is the real deal, even with you know less than 20 fights. Very exciting fighter. He's enrolled in the Vada Clean Boxing Program, and he takes on a guy that's so unheralded, uh, Rafael Mensa out of Accra, Ghana, 31 and 0. Uh, no draws, 23 wins by way of knockout. He's so unheralded, he doesn't have a picture on, on BoxRec. Uh, I could only find one <laughs> fight of his. I, I should have dug a little deeper, maybe on Daily Motion. Uh, but I, I had to watch you know, one, one of his fights, and 
just to break down tape on Mensa, uh, I think he's really open for the right hand. I would not call him elusive. He doesn't quite have that that uh, you know bazooka, you know Ike bazooka corte uh, high guard that uh, that that some Ghanaians have or Joshua Claudi has. Um, but you know he, he's a little more fluid, I think, than those guys. A little uh, a little light on his feet at at times. He's got all the punches and and seems to have a lot of power. But this is his very first fight outside of uh, Akragana. So, uh, you know, I, I think, well, I think he's fought in other places besides Akragana, but uh, his first fight out of Africa, right? Uh, now he's fighting in Las Vegas on a, on a much bigger stage. Um, he says that, you know, when he looked at Machado's style, that it was perfect for him. This is a guy that he should be able to beat. He doesn't see a style that can beat him. But, you know, when has a fighter ever said, you know, I think this guy's style could beat me. Um, what do you think of this guy? Have you had a chance to check him out? Uh, do you think he's the real deal? And Willie gave Machado uh, what for? You know, any of those guys that come from Afghanistan, they 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 bring it. <laughs> I mean, if you watch, if you watch the 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 way they train, what they even have to get through to get the chance to come to the states to fight. I mean, these guys don't lay down. They only know one way, and that's to go up because that's what literally feeds their family. That's what literally helps them get out of whatever poverty they're at. Um, I would never count any of those guys out. I mean, if you watch Ike Cortez, you watch Joshua Kaladi, uh, you watch any of those guys that came out of there, trust me, these guys come, they come to fight. And notice this, that it's a very small crop of guys that make it across the pond over here to the United States. And those guys are pretty much pretty solid. So it's not like everybody has a chance to come over here. It's really, it's really a lottery ticket. Yeah, it's a chance for him to, to completely change his life. And, you know, he's a big, strong, solid dude. Um, don't have his, his stats. I'm not quite sure how they physically match up just yet. But I expect, like... I, I think that's just kind of a staple. When you're facing a guy from Accra, Ghana, um, you know you're going to go some rounds, that he's probably going to be tough. Unless he freezes on the big stage, which I, I have a feeling this guy's going to bring it. And on top of it, he's also a southpaw. Um, and that's a thing that, you know, southpaws enjoy that that um, advantage. But when they face another southpaw, all of a sudden all things are equal. And it's a little strange to be facing someone that's the mirror image. And you're not quite sure... You know, obviously right. they probably worked on it in camp, but you know, you're always used to drifting right against an orthodox, you know, you know right-handed fighter. Right. Now he's going to have to be drifting left the whole time and fighting that battle. So I, I'm really curious to see how he handles that. And you know what? Sometimes when you have that, the writing in the wall will tell you that the majority of the time it's gonna, it's not gonna be a slugfest. It's gonna be more of a chess match. I'm hoping that they're just gonna let it go and let their hands go and see if they can take each other out. But I, I, I think we're going to have more of a boxing match uh, before anything else. We might have a majority of just a boxing, boxing match until somebody kind of figures a pocket that they could fit something that can, can create a bit of a buzz. Yeah. Who's going to be comfortable going backwards? Somebody's going to have to, because they're both kind of come forward guys, um, at least from the little bit that I was able to see of Mensa. Um, I think that he, he appears to have the leakier defense. Um, Machado has a nice guard, um, good on his feet. He is more of a, of a stalker. Um, you know, I think he's more comfortable pitching rather than catching. Um, 
and I'm not sure how he's going to be on the back foot. You know, um, so that's going to be the battle. You know, they're, we're not it's not two counter punchers here. It's more, you know, two aggressive guys. Uh, like you said, like, when does the respect go away and the fists start flying? That's going to be the big key. Uh, I'm going to go with Machado just because I, I like, like I said, I like his nice tight guard at times. It just seems to be more defensively sound. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, uh, Rafael Mensa, I mean, over and over again through the fight that I saw against uh, Justin Savi, he kept it and he won it by decision. That fight it was back in uh, 2015. So, you know, he's had uh, like five fights since then. But we would think that he'd gotten better, but like, you know, the last two opponents were six and seven uh, and uh, eight and 14 and one. So, you know, we're not quite sure just uh, how world-class he is, but I do know that, you know, against uh, Justin Savi, who was tw- 28, three and one, I believe at the time, um, he kept eating that right hand. And I just don't think that he can keep going all night eating that right hand as flush as he did. Uh, so I'm going with Alberto Machado. Maybe uh, the difference will be a knockdown or two. Uh, we'll see. I like. I like. I'm, I'm leaning with Alberto Machado too, just because the confidence is there. We've seen him. Um, he's, he's. He's. You know. He obviously has shown us what he can do. I think that's what he wants to try to continue. The hype may be a big problem. Um, like I said, to me, it's going to be who. It's going to be a chess match, but it's going to be overall who decides to be the checker player and he's, and wants to check me. I, I have to kind of lean more towards Machado because if you look at the Aqua guys, they, they, they more or less like to stay at a really tight game plan. They don't really try to get out of that game plan. Uh, um, I just see what, what Arbeto, he's going to, he's going to be the guy that's willing to cross that line. Wow. And just, uh, you know, being a little bit box reg, Bob Bennett, uh, when they fought, Justin Savi was 28-3-1. He's now 31-17-2. and two. He's been stopped seven times. Yikes. That's mm. just, uh, how, how does boxing let shit like that happen? You know? Um, oh, wait, it's because it's boxing. Uh, so we're both <laughs> going with Machado. Um, got another about like nine minutes or so. Uh, let's move to the main event. The showdown between... Alexander Usyk, 14-0 and one, or 14-0 and zero, uh, with 11 knockouts. Uh, he's 6'3", 78-inch reach. He's a southpaw cruiserweight from the Ukraine, from Kiev, Ukraine, uh, versus Murat Gassiev, 26-0, uh, you know, zero losses, zero draws, 19 wins, coming by way of knockout. His nickname is Iron. He's age 24, and he's 6'3 and a half with a 76-inch reach. Uh, what are your thoughts here, man? This is a tough, tough fight to pick. I really, truly like this fight. I mean, I can't wait for Saturday for it to, you know, come down. Uh, Uzuki is a guy that's a slow starter. Um, he's really slow-footed. I mean, let's be honest. He's not the quickest guy. He's not the swift guy on his feet. But what he does, he does it very well. He knows how to walk you down. He knows how to place his punches. And he's very heavy-handed. And you know what? He could take a good shot as well. Um, Just his demeanor is imposing. Uh, Just that little smirk, to me, is kind of like a – it's kind of a frightened moment. When you see the guy smile and kind of shrug, like, yeah, here I am at the office again, and I'm here again to crush you. That just overall just kind of gets me, you know, pumped up and say, okay, I got to lean with him. 
the attitude is all there. To me, he has the attitude of a, of a fighter that's willing to go through the fire to get a win. Yeah, I think I think too that that well, you know, Gassiev in his last fight showed that he had a few more dimensions, you know, uh, than, than we thought. He, uh, most people thought he was kind of a come-forward plotter, who'd go through your big shots to get you out of there. Uh, but against Junior uh, Dorticos, um, he, he showed that he could be a little patient. He could move backwards, uh, kind of draw you in and then attack, and then slowly come forward. It was, it was a hell of a game plan by him and his team. Um, so I'm very excited to, to see if he's got even more dimensions than, than we realized in this fight. He's going to need all of them. Because I think Usyk uh, is a guy that, that has great mobility. Um, he's able to you know, hit on the fly. Um, we're going to find out, I think, a little bit more about his chin uh, against, uh, you know, against uh, Agassiev, who, who can move. Um, and it's just you know, bull strong. You know, he's not going to enjoy I mean, a, a huge you know, size advantage over. Oh, no. And Gossett, you know, I mean, like you said, his last fight, he showed all those other different dimensions that he has. I'm just wondering, that was a tough fight, too, for him. How much of yeah. that really took out of him? You know, how much is really, I mean, there's something left of him. And I think he's going he's gonna to pull out every card that he can out of the deck. Um, to, me, it's, to me, it depends in, on the pace. Who starts it? who dictates it, and who's going to continue with it. Usyk, I just see him as a guy that, that's going to be okay which way it goes because he's going to, just going to do exactly what he does. He's going to come forward. He's going to try to walk you down. He's going to try to land these big shots on your arms, on your body, uh, up to the head. Uh, Gasset's going to have to always move. To me, he's got to be the mover in the fight. I don't see him being foolish to try to sit there and, and get in the pocket and make it into this bloody war. Don't see that happening. Yeah, I, I, you know, Abel Sanchez, who trains uh, Murat Gassiev, said he can't afford to give away early rounds. And I, I agree with him that, you know, against Ortikos, who was the older fighter, I, I think they felt like, you know, they could, they could uh, pick some shots here and there and, and kind of slowly work their way into the fight because they were the younger guy and they would be able to sprint at some point, whereas the older Ortikos might not be able to, you know. Uh, Big guy's only 32, but, you know, he, he wasn't super ancient. But, uh, you know, at, at 24 years old, Gassiev is, is the spring chicken. And I think he's, he is that in this fight, too. You know, Oleksandr Usyk is 31 years old. He's got fewer pro fights, but, uh, you know, he's been, he's been an amateur for a long time, and, and uh, he's not the younger man here. So I, I'm going to go with Murat Gassiev. Um, I liked what I loved about his last fight, and it was a tough fight, was that he made it through got hurt at times, came back, was able to get a stoppage win uh, and really take over the fight that was really a, a brutal seesaw battle at, at times. Um, I liked that. And I, lo- I loved seeing that, you know, he didn't just have to be a bull in there, that he could kind of, uh, you know, move backwards and, and, and take his foot off the gas a little bit, draw his opponent into some traps. He showed some craft. And, and more importantly, that in a serious firefight he showed the ability to execute the game plan and stay on task and it also i think for people that that think of abel sanchez as a trainer of guys that only get knockouts and you know they, they only think of him as as a Gennady golovkin's guy um he showed that he could take a young charge 
and guide him through a firefight like that. And that certainly uh, gives me confidence in their team heading into this fight. I haven't been completely sold on Usyk. I, I really like him, but at times um, he looks ordinary to me. Uh, and so I, I think in this fight, you know, we're going to find out all about his chin, uh, all about his grit, because I think that Gassiev is going to, is going to put the gas uh, pedals of the gas and, and uh, pedals of the metal rather, and, uh, and, and really kind of push him to the limit at times. So uh, give me Murat Gassiev. Uh, with, with a surprise shock early knockdown um, that kind of rattles Usyk. And, uh, you know, it could be a tough seesaw battle at times, but I think Gassiev, is, his power is for real. Uh, his grit and, and chin are for real. And I think he's going to be able to uh, rattle Usyk's cage enough to get that decision win uh, and, and become the unified cruiserweight champion. How about that for the, the you know, World Series of Boxing or uh, World Boxing Super Series, rather? Uh, delivering us a unified champion in pretty short order. Uh, I got to applaud these guys. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, Vada tweeted out that uh, the World Boxing Super Series is continuing to use Vada testing for the season two fighters. Uh, so that, on top of everything, you know, they're they're moving the sport forward, not just in doing tournaments and bringing all these great fighters together, but they're doing it uh, and attempting to be clean as well. That's that's got to be applauded. You know. So 56% uh, of our listeners agree with you, Ngassiev, that he's going to win the fight. There's only 44% of Yusuke. I, you know, the, the question I have, the question that, that makes me wonder is because he was in such a tough fight, um, that there's obviously going to be some, some cautionary when he steps into the ring. You know, so I'm leaning I'm, – my pick's against yours. That's what I'm going with. I, I think that Usyk is going to be the guy that's going to be able to see whether or not that, that, that his guy has any questions lingering around. Um, I think the kid is still fresh. I think that he's going to come out and he's going to walk him down. And I think there's, it's going to be a tough match, but I think he pulls it off by, by a late stoppage. Damn. Well, we finally we just it's you know it's always better when we disagree. <laughs> uh you know, I mean, you know, we might be finding out more about Usyk and and you're right, there might be some residual stuff. I just tend to think that that Dortikos was the the more monster puncher. He was the the boogeyman in this tournament and Gassiev went through him. You know, was able to get over that hump. He so, did. He absolutely did. But that's the thing that makes me question is Gassiev how much of that took away from him because when you face a big guy like that and you got hurt a couple of times you know you I mean he had to pull he had to pull everything out of himself to stay in that fight when he got her he got hurt a few times um that when you go back in your confidence you know it it, it, it could be it could be a dent in it a bit you know you could be questioning yourself um your body may not take 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 that punishment again. So I mean that's why I'm I'm, I'm leaning with with uh, uh, Usyk because I think that he may be the finishing touch. He may be able to put the the final brush on him to see how much is left of the of the big rock that was chipped away by uh, Dorticus. So I don't know. Just yeah. either way, it's going to be uh, I'm pretty stoked too. I've uh, I don't have a play this weekend, so I get to watch the fights live. For the first time in a minute, right. and, and it's not gonna on be my on phone. Cloud TV. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be uh, actually able to watch it. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty exciting to me. It's uh, especially when they're fights that all, all three of these fights that we talked about. Uh, it could go well, with the exception of Smith uh, Mungia. I, I think they could go either way. 
you, you know, the Machado, Mensa, and, and Usyk, Gassiev, we won't know until it's over, you know, uh, how these fights are going to play out. That's, that's always exciting. I think that's always better for boxing uh, when you get competitive matchups. Uh, these showcase bouts, you know, put those on uh, on an app somewhere, you know, and uh, ship them to the moon. I just don't care. Uh, but fights like this that are competitive, that's what I want to see. And even even the Smith fight is, you know, it's going to be a learning experience, I hope, uh, for for uh, the bazooka, as you call it. Yeah, well, we're up against, I think so, too. Well, we're up against it. Uh, that was about half hour. I know you got to head back, but uh, any last thoughts? Uh, I hear that Alexander Provetkin says he's always been a clean fighter and that the uh, those tests he tests positive for, uh, you know, he says they're uh, they're suspects. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, bro. Uh, man. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Cool story, dude. Um, exactly. No, that's, that's all I got for uh, for today. Just uh, you know, today was a, a quick hitter. Yeah, you know, and I really liked it. I mean, I wish that we could have some more time, but um, I'm I'm pressing against the clock here right now to go back. I got a bunch of. Unfortunately, it's I'm a one man band. Uh, in terms of uh, when it comes to what I do for a living. Uh, but we'll be back on Monday. Everybody, thank you again for tuning in and listening to Leaving the Ring. Don't forget to support us at Patreon. Um, we are trying every little bit to uh, to get back on the airwaves as consistent as we can. And also, um, Ficionado should be up either later today or tomorrow. Sweet. There we go. All right, then. Enjoy your weekend at the fights. All right, brother. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.